It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. For the first time in weeks, we have a full house. Yeah, hey, and ain't nothing fair about that 100 degrees out there, Travion, because (laughs) it is honestly brutal. It's brutal. If you are outside, if you have to work outside, or you're somebody spending a little time outside doing some gardening, something like that, take care of yourself. At least there's a breeze today. Yeah, no doubt. We've had too many days where we've not had at least a little wind to help the matter. Awful, man. Troy and I on Saturday were at that George Strait concert and it was 80-something maybe as a high, but it was cloudy. We got even a little bit of Mm -hmm. rain at one time. Uh (laughs) This! I was like, old George when he came out there, he's like, we have a beautiful night, (laughs) don't we? Yes, we do, George. Yes, Yes, we do. You have no idea. Right? (laughs) He's from Texas, isn't he? Yeah. And, 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 you know, by that point, we're five hours in and you're going... Thank God it's a beautiful night no because, doubt. yeah, it, it was stellar because that could have gotten real rough real quick. We can talk about that here in just a second. Yeah. But first of all, welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner with Troy Coverdale, David G. and Travion Berklin. Again, full house. We didn't have anything like this last week because DG, as a matter of fact, uh, went to Chicago for a wedding uh-huh. and got back a little later than you were expecting. <laughs> oh. As a matter of fact, I wasn't actually <laughs> expecting you to be on the show and you walk in just a few minutes prior. I was like, oh, my God, let me get you. An outline, so you know what we're talking about. <laughs> I got uh, all the terrible news that's going on about like airports and going on vacation. You need to do this. You need to do that. It happened, and it, it happened to Sarah and Sophie and I. Normally, that kind of stuff never happens to us, but yeah, we we had a six thirty a.m. flight home, got canceled. We oh. didn't. We had no idea. Walked up to the airport and they're like, <laughs> "Sorry, bozos." Actually, oh uh, man, you're actually on the 10:50 p.m. Oh today. god, like, no oh. way, what? And so yeah, in the middle of Midway International Airport in Chicago, shout out to them with a one year old. Sophia's like she loves to sit f- and be still for like three, four seconds, and then she wants to run and play and go. Ah, ah, ah. And so there was it was nice though because it was not just us. There was a whole mass of angry people there. It's five forty five in the morning. You didn't like get a text or anything that gave you updates. What was your airline? Uh Southwest. Really? Yeah, Southwest dude. did you dirty. Wow. They did us real dirty. But they did a lot of people dirty, which makes me it's think It's not just them either. Yeah, it was something happened where all these people should have got emails or something and it just yeah we got there and we were like no way and you could just tell right when you walk in the vibe it was pure anger there were people there because and plus it's 5 45 you're already in there the like, kinda like yeah. and because that's now another thing if you want to go direct flights anymore it is either the first one of the day or it is the absolute last for sure there is no more midday Straight on connections. Southwest can hook you up once in a while if they have a flight that's not getting filled up. Yes. You'll see some prices drop, and all of a sudden you have a 100 buck trip to uh, New York City at 2 in the afternoon, which uh-huh. is and that's like, prime time for flying, in my <laughs> yes, opinion. Yes, go, go, go. That's what happened. As we're like talking with the lady and talking to someone on the phone, 
the gal was like, oh, my God, two, two, two just uh, opened up a flight out of here to Casey at 2.30 afternoon. Do you want them? And I was like, why are you even asking? So you were, at the, you were at the airport that whole time? The whole time. That's brutal. Oh. Well, well we, were, we were there. I'll say that we were there for about three and a half, four hours, and that's when we got they were like, we had two that opened up. We're like, yeah, d- what? Don't, uh, yes, click, 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 and got on there, got home. The MVP, absolute MVP of this whole thing, Sophia Garcia, just amazing for a one-year-old little baby to to be not losing it at all. She didn't lose it one time. She kept it cool. A couple times here and there, did a little, eh, 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 but was so awesome. She saved all of her crying for the ride home. Which, oh, well. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, baby. Way, way better. Go I, ahead. I, I can speak for Troy. We've both been on many flights. Oh, and God. We've experienced just a screaming when, baby, and you're it's driving you nuts. I know. And when and, people see us, I want to go. Yeah, so sorry. She's not the like. She's not the kind that does that. She just, she, for whatever reason, she keeps it cool. Oh, the whole pro- plane ride, she was awesome. Didn't make a sound. She fell asleep, actually, for a little bit. And just sat and we read to her and sang to her, and she was cool. The ride home, she was like, I'm done. I got to let it out. I don't want to do this anymore. So I said, let her go, girl. You earned it. You earned every bit of it. Just let us let us hear it. So it was awesome. It, it, was it, cool. it amazes me how our timelines can get so screwed up. Because of what the airlines are doing at this point. No doubt. Plus, did you know, the, did you know, here's a little trivia for you. This past weekend was Lollapalooza. Yes. In oh, was yes. it? <laughs> so there were 50 billion people there. And they canceled the flight. And they started canceling flights and people were like, Jesus. So, I mean, people already burnt out a little you know, oh my God! It could have been worse. You could have been stuck at O'Hare. That's true, and and we kept saying that. Like, well, I'd imagine most people fly out of there anyway. Right. But I know Southwest is a big is Midway. 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 Yeah, yeah. And that's we're like we'd ra- much rather do that. Mm-hmm. We'd much rather go to Midway. Um, been to O'Hare one time, and I was like, never again. Oh hell! I remember with K State soccer, we had to sprint across O'Hare one time to catch a flight back home. Yeah, been because- been there. Oh done yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. that was fun. Uh, had to sprint across DFW one time. That was an adventure. Um, the the one that will always be the worst was the year that DIA got socked in with the thirty inches, and they had no way of keeping up with it. And so you had flight after flight after flight after flight that was canceled all the way back. I'm on the road with basketball. Monica is going to be flying to Kansas City. Oh. We're supposed to arrive. Or, you know, I'm supposed to basically get back to Denver, fly back with her from to Kansas City, then the next day. No, there's no way we're getting out of Detroit back to Denver. So we wound up flying into Kansas City. She got stuck having to fly out of DIA alone, and that in and of itself was an adventure. Yeah, I, that, that's never fun. I, going to the airport by yourself is terrible. And, and <laughs> on top of it with what the weather was the and weather. how flights were backed up, it, oh. she was she was at DIA at 4.30 in the morning oh. to prepare for that flight. Help me. Somebody help me. The only- me and and the, the guys on basketball trip that didn't uh, get out to other outposts rode the bus across Kansas oh. 
Back to Greeley from KCI. You got to love the sport. Oh, it was beautiful, wasn't it? (laughs) I've I've been very lucky with my flying experiences. I really haven't had too many big issues or nightmares. I once missed a flight, but that was taken care of very easily, thanks to Southwest. Um, But I do remember when I was trying to fly out and meet K-State baseball in North Carolina, so I could call a handful of games at Elon, and we also had three-game series at Old Dominion in Norfolk, Virginia. But we were dealing with freezing rain here in mm -hmm. town. And my flight was supposed to be at like 6 in the morning. Well, we're all on the plane, and all of a sudden we can hear more freezing rain hitting the plane. Like, everybody get off the plane. We didn't fly out until like 8 that night. And so, but I I had a layover in Dallas. I had a layover in Charlotte. And then flew into, I can't remember where it was, but it wasn't Charlotte. It was maybe Raleigh or something. That might have been where we ended up. I just drove over with an Uber to uh, wherever Elon is. Well, at least I had to pull an all-nighter. Oh. I pulled an. I did my charts in the air in the Charlotte mm-hmm. Ric Flair Country Airport, <laughs> and and uh, shout out to his final match on Sunday. Yeah, that was and, cool. Uh, and uh, and got all that done. It, and baseball had the similar issue of trying to get out of uh, out of Kansas City or something to get out there. R- it was brutal. Right. You don't if you can't understand. The toll that it takes on players to have to fly back and forth from here and there and do this and do that. You've never really been through it at an airport. Like, you can really, like, when you're sitting there and you're getting your butt kicked, it's like a lot of players have to go through this every week. Bozeman to Salt Lake City, and we got delayed because flights in and out of Salt Lake City had been delayed all weekend because of freezing fog around the airport. We're literally in the air, and our connector flight. Back to Denver, left without us. Oh boy, we had to find hotels. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. and that person behind that desk—they're like, "Well, the connecting flight is left." Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, "No, because I'm not on it." Mm-hmm. So that I know that's so, not true. So an entire basketball team support staff. Oh, and we wound up on three different flights the next day, and wow. uh, from from that point on, did not fly Delta again. Right, right. and then. The fans are like, come shake it off, boys. You, know, you're like, yep. you can't do that. When you look up at that board and it looks like the Cleveland Browns draft board, <laughs> it's red, 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 red. You, and you're like mentally, your mind just goes and just. Yeah. And then you got three extra flights and then no, you got to stay in a hotel that first day, blah, blah, blah. How do you go out and then win a game? I, I, you know what I mean? Like I am stunned by people that can just. To handle that stuff. Well, today also happens to be Troy's first day back at work. Ah. How was, in your opinion, the George Strait concert? Because I know many of the listeners, I ran into a few uh, that were at that show. I was absolutely thrilled. That was a tremendous show. Chris Stapleton was everything that I thought he would be. And uh, by the way, you know, love your uh, love your wife as much as you can tell. Chris loves Lorraine. The two of them, uh, Monica commented that every time that they showed up on video, always looked at on each the other. video board. They were looking at each yep. other. Yeah. They are smitten, yeah. and that was joyous to watch. But George, you know, there's no flash to it. He is just he just comes out. He sings. And it was tremendous. At 70 years old, he still got it. Yeah, he, he does. does. He does. He does. Uh, you know, and he's got the smile. He's got the mannerism still. He is still just the old-fashioned country singer. That's all he is, but it's great. Well, I remember when the, the concert started, it was no flashy start. It was just the band playing. Yes. And George walks out. 
And it reminded me of the Grand Ole Opry. Yes. Very similar style to that show, like the Grand Ole Opry. Cool, man. One, one little tidbit that I actually found humorous. I don't know if you noticed this uh, with the stage at all, but when Stapleton was out, they basically had laid down a couple of rugs. Yep. They had side tables. Man, it looked like a living room. <laughs> I noticed it, yeah. Okay. Then did you notice that? Very intimate setup. Yeah. Did you notice then how it changed when George came out and he did something that ne- neither of the previous acts had done all night? He had a set list at every microphone that he was that he went to during the course of the show. Wow. And he would do a song at a mic, song at a mic. So, I mean, he was moving throughout, but he had the set list laid out. At each and every one of those, and I'm like, that's old school, right that there. That is old school, man. I'm not leaving anything to chance, mm-hmm. well, you know. And this isn't uh, this feels organic, but boy, this is a well oiled machine that we have, and we go ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Um, I'm going to ask you, turn it back on you, sure, because I was thoroughly surprised by one of the choices of song in the encore. Uh, actually, wasn't there for the encore. We actually had to leave a little bit early. Ooh. Chris Stapleton on guitar. Yes. George Strait on Tom Petty's You Wreck Me. No way. I did see video of that afterwards. Oh, my. I mean, I wasn't, like, totally bummed that I missed it. I mean, it was a little after Amarillo by morning, so we're probably two-thirds of the way through the show. Mm -hmm. And we actually had to bounce, unfortunately, but... Uh, I got to hear Amarillo by morning, which I was thrilled. Right. The only thing I really was upset about missing was Troubadour. Yeah. Because Troubadour is a good one. The great mm-hmm. song. All my exes live in Texas. I'm kind of like, you know, eh. It, it, like I told my sister-in-law, the guy's got 60 number ones to dig from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and maybe a surprise and a big surprise to those in attendance, I Cross My Heart is not on the set list. Right. Yeah. And that was the one she expected because she brought it up in point uh, being her anniversary the next day. Which, and it was played at their wedding. Oh, and man. And I'm like, nope. Yep. It didn't make the cut. It didn't make the Didn't yeah. make the cut. But that's not uncommon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. George Strait concerts, for some reason, he just decides not to play it. Whoa. I don't know why. It, you I mean, know that he's got that. He's like, okay, it's time to bust that out, boy. Like, like I told Monica, you've got to throw in a couple of uh, different songs just to keep it interesting for yourself if you're the artist. Well, ah, also, he, well yeah. he, he went heavy pretty early. Check yes or no, Oceanfront yes. Property. Like It yeah. was pretty big early on. Whoa. Kind of in the middle, hit a little bit of a snooze. When he when he went and did the badge, and that, that was cool. Yeah, it was very cool, but it slowed things. It did. You know that that's not a gen, you know a a bad thing, but it did slow it down. But the city of Kansas City had just previously yes. lost an officer yes. in the line of duty. Oh, that's right. And so in a way, that was kind of a tribute to him, and they also had a troop come out that was injured in duty. And oh, gave him a man, house. I forget. Yeah, that's what? right. Gave him a house. Yeah, yeah gave him a house. Through uh, George's one of George's uh, charity ties that he has, uh, because he served. Yeah, imagine that he's hooking people up at his shows too. You know, oh, like, yeah. that's awesome. Oh yeah, and that's so awesome. that that was that was tremendous. But uh, I I literally went wow when he kicked into you wreck me uh, because Dude, that was unexpected on that's my part. Rad. I I would not have expected a Tom Petty tune at a George Strait concert. Yeah, and then on top of it, Chris Stapleton just is unreal on the guitar. Well. Un- I, I noticed that he's a great guitar player. I, I honestly thought to myself, you know, I wish he was singing for for uh, Leonard Skinnerd instead of 
Johnny Van Zandt. Yes, yes. When he would he, be way better. When he hit that opening point of uh, Freebird during the show, and it was a lead into an, another song, when he hit that, oh my God, the stadium Ooh. erupted. And he nailed it. It was great. And of course, Tennessee Whiskey. That's what everybody yes. was. That's the only one I, I know. That's a Merle Haggard song, right? It is. And I, I know it's not his. I, I've never been a fan of bands ending a show on a cover. But he's but that's becomes his song that, yeah, so is, much that and that is a jam, dude. Did what, you no care way. at all by Little Big Town? Uh, actually, enjoyed Little Big Town. Eh, you know, I mean, they are what they are. We got into the stadium about a fourth of the way into the mm-hmm. their set list, mm-hmm. and we missed Pontoon. I was totally okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I was totally okay yeah, with that. Uh, right. You know, but I'll give them credit. They too didn't do anything dramatically flashy. Uh, other than Karen's skirt, um, it, oh my! It looked it looked like St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that one green flashy. Oh, the other gal was wearing like a Chiefs red, yeah, skirt. Skirt. But honestly, you know, their harmonies are stellar. They were very solid as a, as an opener, and it was an easy listen. Parker McCollum was good uh, as people were making their way in. No idea. Didn't I, I understand. Yeah, yeah, we we got in early enough that that we did. And he was a he was a nice opening act. Uh, you could tell he was thoroughly excited to be uh, leading off a show that has that kind of star power behind yeah, it. Yeah, just happy to be here kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah, that's Sarah's favorite guy right now too. That's, the that's... the last thing I want to point out before we take a break about that concert, there were a couple of times the artists gave a shout to the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. There was that one time George gave it a shout gave out a shout out to Arrowhead Stadium for being the loudest stadium in the world. There were times where the crowd tried to do a tomahawk chop. It was bad. Yeah, failed. It failed. was really yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were even boos. There was, there was definitely a crowd there that wasn't exactly 100% Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. But when Garth played, it got a really good tomahawk chop I'm out of the crowd. I they did. Oh, my God. That's awesome. But the, the crowd at George Strait, it was a pathetic attempt. <laughs> it really was. Well, you know, by that point as well, there'd been how many beers imbibed and Oh, that's not going to stop the true. That's a big show, man. That's a big show. Uh, and and we saw a few people who who didn't quite make it through. <laughs> I only saw cops have to deal with one though, so Same that here. was so Same that was here. a good thing. I remember my first beer? I not to get like sappy, but if there's two people that I'm happy to hear had a great time at a show, the covert is. I, I oh. that, that's awesome, dude. Like that's that's awesome. I, I'm happy that you guys had a great time. You know, cool. and and I look at it this way. It, it's it's it was rather odd to consider that we're within about uh, you know a few days of the of the third anniversary of seeing Billy Joel in Denver, and so really for us, the before pandemic after pandemic yeah stretch yeah and everything that's gone on over that stretch, it was wonderful to be able to. Get that one off the bucket list and enjoy heartily. And went back to the hotel. We got out of there in, in decent shape. We were back to the hotel by 1230 with no issues, actually getting out of the parking lot, surprisingly. Oh, that's a long well, day. Well, parking was absolutely horrific. horrific. Wow. It was horrific. Getting into the stadium was a breeze. Sure. No problem at all. Parking, though, the Chiefs have it so disorganized. All right, we got to take a break. We got our weekends out of our system. It's time to get to sports because our weekend actually didn't start with the greatest news. No, oh. And that's because a K-State football recruit decided to decommit on Friday. Grr. That's up next. 
After weeks and weeks of solid recruiting news for K-State football Friday, receiving some bad news. Dylan Edwards, who's a four-star recruit out of Derby, Kansas. He's a running back and a top three player in the state of Kansas, if you look at all the sources. Decommitted from K-State. And, you know, this segment, of course, was going to be around that, our reaction, some reaction also from fans and also from those close to Dylan Edwards. We actually, in Troy, just saw the tweet delivering some news about the next step for Dylan Edwards. Tom Loy, who writes with uh, 24-7 Sports and and CBS Sports, is a a Notre Dame insider and noted that, uh, that Edwards now is to announce his commitment on August 6th. So that's four days away. And this comes after, let me uh, count them up, four days ago, mm-hmm. D commits from K-State. That was after he was committed to K-State for 36 days. <laughs> um, so he gained a lot more attention, I'm sure. And I'm surprised, you know, like Notre Dame, like the, like the Notre Dames out there, some big time football brands and programs hadn't noticed somebody like Dylan Edwards quite yet uh, because he, I mean, four-star talent, extremely flashy, of course, uh, great speed, just overall extremely talented. But he committed to K-State last month or at the end of June, early July, whenever that was, and it didn't last too long. But more, uh, more attention comes after he shows up at the Under Armour Future 50 and runs the yeah. fastest 40 time. Where yeah. he's under 4-4, it was a 4-3-8. He ran over nearly 23 miles per hour, making him the fastest recruit for the class of 2023. And I would say, you know, the reaction to the news of Dylan Edwards on Friday saying on social media that he decommits, he's going to reopen his recruiting. I mean, from K-State fans, I didn't think it was that bad. There were some that would say pretty snarky things, disrespectful things. But if you look at the comments in that comment, it was K-State fans like, hey, guy, take it easy on him. He's 17 years old. Mm-hmm. He can make his own decisions. I mean, decommitting from K-State, yes, it was a punch in the gut to K-State fans. It really was. And it was even more so because Kansas kid, one of the top recruits in the state, what does Coach Kleiman want to do? He wants to bring the top Kansas talent to Kansas State, wants to keep the Kansas kids in state, and wants to make that a yearly, uh, I don't want to say tradition, but uh, a yearly success. Those top talent, it, they usually went somewhere else, and Notre Dame is a has been a destination before. Maybe we've seen already one Kansas recruit jump over to Notre Dame and Dylan Edwards along with Avery Johnson have both said when they committed that they're going to do their best to bring the other talent around the state of Kansas and also branching out across the nation and do some recruiting and help K-State out with that recruiting and also trying to flip some guys. You would think a part of that flipping would be that one recruit that was going to go to Notre Dame flip over to K-State. It feels like now it's definitely going the other direction and a K-State commit who's now decommitted, is going to flip over to Notre Dame. It feels like, yeah, it's got to be a very good chance that's going to happen. And it is another reminder, welcome to high-level recruiting. Yeah. Let's be perfectly honest. And in a day and age now where the transfer portal plays such a big role, NIL plays a role, 
and it's it's the way that high level recruiting plays out. How many times have we heard people talk about someone committed to an SEC school? Say for example, a Georgia. They flipped at Bama late on the day of signing, just as an example. It, 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 this isn't unusual. This isn't anything odd. It just is for K-Staters because we're not used to that <laughs> taking place with our program. But yeah. this is what happens when you're recruiting high-caliber guys. It does, and it stings. And I think it should. Like, I get it. The 17-year-old kid, Notre Dame's package has to be pretty good from what you would guess. We're guessing at this point, but a pretty good guess that they put together a number for him, slid it over the table, and said, here's what it is. And you can't blame a guy for that, really. It's hard to say. But it's also, at the same time, I'm going to be devil's advocate here, there is something for keeping your word. And when you say, I'm committing to something, that word in itself, commit, is a, it means a lot. And the word, and no one ever said that a commitment is easy. And no one ever said a commitment won't come for with times where your belief in, in everything you pour into the commitment, it might waver because something else looks better, but you committed to it. You said, I'm going to go there, and you made a big stink about it, and then we flip. I'm not blaming, before we get I get blasted, I'm not blaming him because, I man, somebody offers me mo' money, I'm going. It just it's, when when people get mad about it, I feel like they have a little bit of a box to stand on and a little bit of foundation there to say, "Hey, you you committed, man." Well, I just want to point that out before bef- something out before Troy goes on. I mean, we don't know that more nil money was thrown yes. out there, but it is yes. speculation. But you would assume, you know, something has to be stealing his attention away from K State after everything he had said at his commitment made a really big deal out of that commitment it was at the high school there were a ton of press there and well I'm actually going to play a couple of those clips here in just a second because I think that's where some of the backlash has been coming from Mm -hmm. some of the words he had shared about K State Mm -hmm. and about his commitment the the flaw with utilizing the word commitment though and it has been shown so well over the course of the last 30 years specifically, oh, yeah. when you look at what coaching salaries oh, are. God. And coaches can just drop at the drop of a hat and leave. And that's where the problem with a kid committing Absolutely. versus a coach committing. And the coach doesn't have to honor his commitment. They don't. Tommy Tuberville left during a recruit visit. During, during a recruit visit. During left. dinner. He left during a visit and was like, actually, bye. I so think, yeah, we're yeah. at a point. I mean, let's let's be perfectly honest. A recruit changing their uh changing their commitment isn't far off from what coaches are able to do. And, and it's how we've gotten to the transfer portal taking off the way it has as well. The word commitment with the NCAA as it pertains to football or basketball at this point is really a very hollow word yeah. to utilize. We need to say agreement more. I, you know, an agreement. Yep, yeah, right. You know, that yeah. would be better. Agreement, agreement. And I, I, because, I agree. Because we have a feeling, we, you know, we all know what commitment means in our day-to-day lives. It doesn't fit no, NCAA sports at this point. No, no, no. When I think like commitment, I think like being married. You know, like. Right. It's tough. It's tough. It's not always awesome. 
but you stay with it because you're committed. And it's just like, I don't know. Um, but I, I dig what you're saying. It's hard, It'd be like me, like if I was like pounding beers and cigs and I told Sophia, don't drink and smoke. But I'm like, ah, I'm over here doing what I want. But hey, do as I say, not as I do. That's messed up. It's right. messed up. But, but how can you expect a 17-year-old kid to not look at the situation and, and say, and not think back on it? Not Absolutely. not not go back on it totally. because oh well here's new information that I didn't consider. Sure, it's a new beast to them. It's an unusual situation for most. I wouldn't like like even just seventeen. Like I would expect a twenty four year old person to go mm-hmm. wait a minute mm-hmm. because it's the smart move. It's the it's like that's what you do right. The better situation crops up. It just does stink that no one's held to that commitment anymore like it's no. not a thing anymore and did he necessarily put pen to paper no no I mean, it's so, not binding you yeah, know commitments it's not binding, binding. it's yeah, not binding sure. and it's like sour grapes it is and and it's yeah, like it's, it's upsetting it really it is. is it is upset at the same time it's like upsetting and you're like come on kid but at the same time hey if they're offering buku bucks you have to go because you have one opportunity you only get one shot do not miss your chance, you know. Okay, thanks, Eminem. <laughs> but I, I, I want to say, I mean, I, I don't know if any of you are friends with Al Jones on Facebook, but he, he you know, he he is close to the Dylan Edwards. His family he played with Leon mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, and he, I mean, he was saying things about you know the K State fan base about, and maybe not necessarily all K State fan base, but was in a Facebook post was saying things about, you know, some fans were saying the N word towards. That family and it, the thing mm-hmm. is that my reaction to that is if that is taking place, out those people, yeah, out yeah. them, yeah. Let's see, expose it. that because uh-huh. they need to wake up and and hear that that is not okay, right? Whatsoever. I don't care if it comes in a tweet, email, where it comes from. That is not okay if that is actually happening. Yeah, no, it's absolutely uncalled for. It's unnecessary. It's undeserved. As I put it on Saturday in my tweet. It's a glorious Saturday. There are more things to do than worry about a football recruit. Absolutely. And the step further, it's a glorious Saturday. Why are you worried about that? Also, then you bring race into it. You're a... Ah, but ugh, I want to throw up. When if I hear that so did take place anywhere, it had to be in a DM or an email or something. Smash them. I, I, I was trying to find I all the be comments surprised I could. In a DM. I, I would not be surprised. But out those people. I mean, yeah. expose that. That is not... Okay, uh, whatsoever. I want usernames, um, baby, because I'll I'll do the I'll do the work for you. I mean, I mean then they'll like, complain about being canceled. Right, right. Cancel them. Yeah, can't, fine. All day, yeah, they deserve it at that done. point. Like my flight out of Midway, you are canceled, canceled. my friend. That's just <laughs> to to do that to some kid like that. Um, but, you've you just. But, uh, but uh, I mean, here's uh, the deal, though. Like everything I'd seen on. The, the comments on Twitter, like, it was nothing close to that. Right. Yeah, I, I saw one comment mentioning, well, John Randall's better anyway, who's also out of the Wichita area, Kansas kid, four-star, uh, which, yes, he's still out there. K-State has a shot at him. There's certainly that. Uh, very good chance grass is greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. We hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does feel like Dylan, Dylan Edwards is going to go green himself with Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really see any comments that were really that bad. Um, but 
also got to represent the university well in these kind of situations, and I don't like to see any backlash whatsoever towards this towards this kid, towards Dylan Edwards, even though he had said things like this at his uh, commitment. I knew in my process I wanted to do what was best for me, and K-State is what's best for me. I don't see myself decommitting or leaving or doing anything portal or anything. This is where I want to be, and this is where I'm going to live. And Leon Edwards also saying this at the end of the press conference. We ready to work, man. So anybody want to play some real football, The family, I'm sure, has heard plenty about those two quotes. And I guess decommitting, swallowing your pride a little bit, opening your commitment or your recruiting back up, it does sting. K-State fans, it does sting. It, this is this is after really solid recruiting the last couple of months. Now a piece of it is not going our way. But we've seen decommitments before that were committed to K-State. One in basketball not too long ago. That yeah. It went to Oklahoma State. Yeah. But uh, that certainly didn't work out. But honestly, I wish the absolute best to Dylan Edwards. If he, in four days, decides not to be a Wildcat, decides to go to the Fighting Irish and go play with Joe Otting over in uh, in in South Bend, the best of luck to you. That That's an awesome opportunity. If that's the decision you decide to make, hey, man, good for you. Right. I just hope on the other side that you know K-State fans are also feeling the same way and just keep your fingers crossed that a guy like John Randall, who's from Kansas, is a fantastic running back who Derek Young from K-State Align felt like he was better than Dylan Edwards, does decide K-State's my place and the Cats still get an in-state Fantastic running back who's one of the best in this class out of Kansas. And by the way, as well, Avery Johnson has still said that he is 100% committed to K-State. Yeah. And that's where you have to remember, individual decisions are you know, what we expect out of all of our lives. And so we made a change in his decision. The fact that this recruiting class right now is still what it has developed into it's still tremendous. Stellar. Still tremendous. That's one hiccup. And there's still a long ways to go before signing day. Absolutely. And I, I, like I said, we were talking about it off the air. D.Y. had retweeted that uh, Purdue lost a four-star quarterback mm-hmm. the next day. This happens. It happens. It happens. Unfortunately, it happens. So let's get used to it. <laughs> no, I mean, not, you know, you know what I mean. Like, hey, we're going to be recruiting big time anyway. This is what happens. Big time recruiting. This is the stuff that has turned recruiting into literally the game. Yeah. Type of. I mean, it's it's why so much attention gets paid to it over the course of the summer. You know, I I, I laugh at that, but Tad Boyle years ago had been an assistant down at Tennessee for Jerry Green, and he said, you know, that's a different world when you start talking SEC football because it takes up everything. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we talk about Broncos eat everything in Denver sports-wise. SEC football overrides everything. They don't care about the basketball recruiting down there. No, but the football recruiting, that's competitive. Right. And it's... It's competition to them. News. Yeah, (laughs) and it's news news. to them. Yeah. 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 All right, when we come back... Going to put Trey on the spot here because the trade deadline for Major League Baseball (laughs) is up in about 15 minutes. Is there a chance whatsoever the Royals do something? Does Dayton Moore do something in the next 10 to 14 minutes? (laughs) Hugh Yakety Sacks! We'll find out next. The game.
T-minus about eight minutes and 30 seconds until the trade deadline is officially here in Major League Baseball, and Troy Coverdale is shaking his head in just disgust. You, didn't, you haven't seen – you haven't – obviously, oh, Troy's not on news. Twitter. The Royals – have done nothing. Traded Cal Eldridge yeah. for oh. a uh, yeah, yeah for yeah. They traded Cal Eldridge, their pitching coach, for a uh, pitching segment of the Tom Yamansky videos. They will be converting those videos to DVDs. Funny, funny thing. <laughs> Actually, I was looking through a site that has some T-shirts that uh, are licensed by MLBPA and have such things uh, recognized as, yes, even the pine tar incident. They've got the great camera shot of Brett losing his mind. And there's a Fred McGriff one on there tied to doing the ads for the Tommy Mansky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pointing to the camera and he's like, Mm -hmm. Tommy Mansky's videos will make you a better player. And then that kid throws a frozen rope from left into the trash can. <laughs> I'm trying to get like that, dude. Like, uh, let's start th- firing th- them thank you for making me feel better about the fact that the Royals have done nothing today. You're N-O-T-H-I-N-G, nothing oh. today. Well, and this comes, that comes after what Troy just said. It comes after there have been a number of names for the Kansas City Royals rumored today about being traded from I, Zach Greinke to Brad Keller. Whitfield, Whit Merrifield, yeah, Merrifield was expected to be gone today, which some may argue three years too late. <laughs> uh, you know, there was there was discussion that Barlow would be gone today, that someone in need of a reliever would be looking at Stalmont. No, none of these things have come to fruition. The Royals made two middling deals yesterday, and looked like they were setting themselves up to do something. But then today has just been essentially a wet fart in a theater, if you're a Royals fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm boggling that one in my mind. I've never heard that. <laughs> uh, that's bad news it's, all around. It's quiet yeah. in a movie, and all of a sudden, yeah, that's kind of the, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the Rockies, by the way, also have done nothing. So both of my teams have decided that, uh, we're just going to wave the white flag and not do anything to bolster our minor league systems. Great point. In the midst of having bad teams at the major league level. Well, if the Royals just trade off all their stars, who's going to come to the games? Oh, who's going to fill up those two thousand seats? Those- See, and that's and that's where the Rockies have it a little different. Because the discussion becomes that people just go to the games. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, there is that, and it it yeah. has developed that way For sure. in Denver. Uh, Kansas City is a different beast in that aspect. Absolutely. Well, we don't have this. You kidding? You know how excited they've been about watching Bobby Witt Jr. this year? I mean, and also Vinny Salvi. Pascantino and Salvi. When Salvi has come back, he's been back, what, a week, and he's just crushing the baseball? Yes. You're not getting rid of Salvi. You're not moving young guys to teams. No, this is, this is the point where they really should be bringing the younger players into the mix at this point and looking to take what they can from this year and begin developing forward. No, instead we're standing pat. I'll stay. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? With this hand? I know. <laughs> with, with this hand? 
two two aces and <laughs> two nines. Yeah, I mean that, that's not going to get you anything. It, oh, it, I mean it's two pair. I can get you somewhere. It, it'll get you very little. As a poker little. player, I could tell you can get you somewhere. Oh, it'll get you very little. Well, it depends though. on what who else, what everybody else at the table. I don't has. know. I'm thinking if we're doing in terms of poker, <laughs> the Royals right now they got a two nine offsuit. It's fold them, fold them. Don't hold them, fold them. Throw it in. Throw them in. Don't even limp in. Don't even limp in. Throw them in and get new cards back, guys. If you know what I mean. Throw the old ones, get new ones back. Travion. It's been a weird one for analogies. Do you play poker? I'd like to learn, but I've never. I I bought a poker set. I'm going to learn. We're going to teach you. Just even in the division, a move that could have been made today. Yeah. Minnesota acquires reliever Tyler Molly from Cincinnati. I saw that. In return, infielder Spencer Still, infielder Christian Encarnacion Strand, left-hander Steve Hajar. Okay, good. Prospects. You can build your farm team, your farm system again, and try and develop. Troy, uh, hey, no. Troy, there's, there's three and a half minutes left. Maybe Dayton... At the finish line, we'll come yeah. up with something big. Yeah. You never know. Dayton's sitting in the men's room right now. Oh! Trying to hide. <laughs> Hour two of the game, don't go anywhere. My top ten list, fall camp storylines. But also coming up, your local news, don't go anywhere.